Hello, and welcome to another slice of all things stimulating about the world of work. I'm LJ Filatrani, and this is Careers Talk. I'm back in the hot seat this week after my mad dash to Italy with my brother and his cat. And very pleased I am too that I'm no longer gripping a steering wheel or trying to park the transit. It's been a mixed bag this week, from the highs of our first ever careers event on Wednesday to the lows of the announcement that The Guardian and The Observer need some serious restructuring, but we'll keep you posted on that front. Nevertheless, we have a packed pod for you. Just the Job this week is a senior social worker post in West London, and Richard Gracie will be in later to tell us more. Kerry's going to tell us about the Q&A we had earlier this week on working for the NHS, which was an extremely lively debate and I think is still going on. Pick the poster this week is intern Kate's choice. She's chosen someone concerned about discrimination. It kind of made me feel bad. It's just not very nice to feel like you know people are questioning your right to be here and your right to work. Then I will be welcoming my guest in the studio this week, who is Margaret Holborn. She works with us here at The Guardian as the head of the Education Centre. She, like most of her team, chucked in her chalk and headed out of the school gates and into a different career. I'll be talking to her about why she left teaching and how easy or difficult it is for others to follow suit. But first, we have to say happy birthday to Kerry. Happy birthday. Thank you. Did you have a nice week? I had a really lovely week. Loads of prezzies. Did cake. you? What was your best present? I know what it is. Tell everyone. I had an iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know if we're allowed to do product placement, are we? <laughs> do you think I might get a free one? <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> Worth leaving it in. Then, so, enough of your frivolity. <laughs> Tell us about the Q&A on uh, the NHS yesterday. Well, um... I think the reason that we ran the NHS chat is it's a focus of um, Gordon Brown's plan for unemployment among young people. So there's been a lot of money pumped into their graduate scheme. But the Q&A was open to everybody. So we had lots of posts from people who wanted to change careers as well as who wanted to enter the NHS. We had uh, Karen Charman from NHS Employers, uh, Jane Morgan, who's head of midwifery education uh, for Edge Hill University. And there was representatives from Skills for Health, which is the Sector Skills Council, the NHS Institute for Innovation and Improvement and the Higher Education Careers Service took part as well. Tell us about some of the posts. Okay, well, I've picked a couple. Uh, One was from a 24-year-old environmental science graduate who's working at an ecological consultancy, but they're keen to change into healthcare and perhaps train as a paramedic, which is completely different. It was something they wanted to do as a teenager but never pursued. So they've applied now to be part of the community first responder scheme in their local area. They want to know if they can take work experience with paramedics and also how to craft a really good personal statement because they're going to apply for a course through UCAS to train. So they were asking about that. So they said their personal statement, they want to hear about past achievements and transferable skills, any leadership qualities and past experience in healthcare. So the stuff they're doing with the local response unit's really good. And reasons why they want to do it, you know, that's really going to sell their personal statement. Um, You can't do work experience with a paramedic, I think, for obvious reasons. But uh, they suggested that you can get in touch with them and just ask if you can have a conversation or coffee and that'll give you some good insight. Oh, and another suggestion was to talk to programme leaders as well as paramedics about different routes in because it's going to be a strong insight speaking to people in the job. There's another another career changer, a uh, biochemistry graduate, 
who went straight into science publishing when they finished uni and now having had time to think about what they want to do have also want to get into healthcare as a clinical scientist but because they went straight into the publishing they haven't got any lab experience so they've applied for roles as medical lab assistants but with little success and they want to know what they need to do to get those jobs is it a short course or you know work experience talking earlier about the graduate schemes the money's been pumped into that this applies to them there's a clinical science training scheme that's open for applicants for next year so they should definitely apply for that it was suggested but it's quite competitive so any work experience they can get in the interim is going to be really valuable for securing them a place Um, but they also recommended they keep applying for technician posts and stuff and hopefully they'll be successful have you managed to collect any tips? There's a lot of websites. I mean, for example, if you know you don't know what role you could do, you can input your degree into what can I do with my degree on the NHS site, and then it'll give you a list of roles that perhaps you oh, could pursue. Good. Then you can find out more about those. And uh, another one was you, there's a health learning and skills advice line. So, for example, if you wanted to talk some your application through for a certain role they can give you advice on whether you're on the right track so that's another good resource and on the flip side of the what can I do with my career if you know what you want to do but you want to find out what course or qualifications you need there's like an A to Z directory of all the roles and what you need to do to achieve a post in them. Joining us in the studio now is Margaret Holborn, head of the Education Centre here at The Guardian. Margaret spent 10 years on the front line in secondary schools in London, teaching the next generation about history and politics. She was also responsible at the time for setting up a careers department, organising work experience and a careers fair. And I wonder whether this was what triggered her desire to get out of teaching. Hi, Margaret. Hi. So was that the time when you decided to change direction? when you were doing other careers at school? Um, I think it gave me an idea of how to sort of think around the job that I was doing and sort of think sideways and sort of to think about that there's various different ways that you could use a career in education. I think there were lots of reasons why I left and that was that just sort of helped crystallise what I was actually doing. Your role is quite unusual here at The Guardian. Can you tell us about what you do and what your team does? Yes, we're very lucky, um, and a lot of teachers say how wonderful my job is, because um, we get to work with a whole range of schools and colleges and teachers, and they come in every day to primarily make newspapers, but we also make podcasts and starting to do video work. Um, and they get to spend a whole day doing sort of work-related learning, actually, at The Guardian. So teaching obviously provides people with a vast array of transferable skills. What skills have you brought, do you think, from your days teaching? Quite a few, I hope. I think good communication skills, the fact that in teaching you've got to turn your hand to absolutely anything and everything sort of can be quite a surprise. You don't know from one day to next day the group you're teaching. You know the school that they're coming from, but you don't know their abilities, you don't know how big or small they're going to be, you don't know what the quirkiness of the what they're actually after. So I think you've got to be able to think on your feet and have quite a bit of initiative. And I think you've always got to be upbeat and always try and think that this is their one chance to come to The Guardian. And no matter how you feel that day, that's their one experience here. And you've got to make it as great as you possibly can for them. And for others thinking about changing direction like you did, what what kind of advice would you give about putting on your CV or your covering letter so that employers are not put off? And, and also, when you were thinking about changing, what what avenues did you go down before you found the path at The Guardian? I'd like to say that it was straightforward, but it wasn't. And I think 
So it's trying to think of something that uses the skills that you've got. And also I'd say that you need to look quite widely. Like the job that I got wasn't actually advertising the TES. And I think there's a lot of jobs online that are there for you, but they're not necessarily where you think a teacher's job will actually be. So I would recommend that you sort of look widely. In terms of your CV, having written quite a lot and then also having employed two people here and teachers back at school as well, I would say that you'd need three or four things at the very top that make you stand out from all the hundreds of other people that stand out. So I don't particularly need to know about your school and education to start off with. I want to know what are the three or four things that you're going to bring to this job. I also want to know why you want to come to this job and why it's so important and why you have to come as opposed to absolutely anybody else. Um, And that really includes doing your research. And we get a lot of people who want to come to be journalists here, but actually the job is actually teaching and education. So I want to know why you want to carry on teaching as opposed to, or carry on in education, as opposed to why you want to leave because you hate it so much. You know, it's, it's trying to look at the sort of what's good about the job and what you can bring to it. And I need to know at the very beginning three or four really, really key things about you and about why you want to come and why you're so different from everybody else that's applying and trying to to get in the door that makes you sort of stand out. So do you think that um, it would be a good thing for teachers wanting to change direction to look for jobs that have education as part of the role so that they're building on their their knowledge as a sort of interim perhaps? Um, Not necessarily. I know quite a few teachers that have gone into sort of training and sort of gone sort of through the, the HR side of training and sort of using the sort of skills of presentation and organisation and, and being able to be adaptable to a whole range of different people. But I think it's sort of looking at your sort of core strengths and key skills and what you really like, because otherwise you could just go for teaching into another job that's not necessarily picking on the things that you're really good at. I mean, one of the best advice that I ever had when I was doing careers education was to stay in the job that you've got work on the skills that you've got, think about what you really want to do and use that within the current job that you're doing to, for the benefit of that job, but also for the benefit of you. And I think that served me very well. I know that you started teaching in the last story government yeah. and you had high hopes for Labour. Yeah, I did. And uh, <laughs> perhaps which weren't fulfilled, yeah. it's fair to say. Yeah. And I, I wanted to ask about what teachers were feeling perhaps with the, the possibility of another Tory government coming and, and how you feel about that. I, th- I think it's quite difficult to generalise because, you know, it really, some of it depends on the political opinion of the teachers. And, you know, I, I talk with people from all different political backgrounds and perspectives. Um, I think the thing I would say is whoever who is in, in government, I think the key thing that's really affected teachers is there's constant change all the time. There's constant government directives and you just think you've got your handle on something and you know what you're doing. And then suddenly the, the goalposts move and something else comes along and, And at the end of the day, you're so bogged down with the actual sort of um, administration and sort of these are the things that you need to do. I think you have to be open about it. I'm I'm, I'm slightly worried, as I think quite a lot of liberal teachers would be. But at the end of the day, I think the whole thing is that there's not too much change at the end of the day and they're not sort of ripping everything up and starting again. And I I think that's, that's the key thing in terms of how much pressure is put on teachers and how much teachers are expected to do and how many sort of boxes they've got to tick and how many forms they've got to do and how many syllabus changes they've got to introduce. Yeah, so it's more really about the possibility of upheaval again rather than who's in power. I would say yes. I think it's more important in terms of who's actually the education secretary and and what they're planning to do and, Mm. and whether at the end of the day they've got the sort of belief that the kids and the teachers are the most important mm, things rather the than mm. yeah that sort of centre rather than it just being 
we have to do this, we're going to try something new because we are new. Well, thanks very much, Margaret, for your time and your expertise. We're going to be running a QA, and a aren't we, next week? Yes. And you will be online to answer questions for anyone teaching that is thinking of changing direction and maybe give them a bit of a steer. Yep. Excellent. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you. And now from us to you and our weekly Pick the Poster slot. And Kate has joined us. Hello, Kate. Hello. Who have you picked this week? This week we've picked Coco Bean, who posted in the forum saying that she thinks she might be discriminated against because of her name in job applications and in interviews. One of them was like, oh, are you a British citizen? Whereabouts are you from? And I was like, yeah, I'm a British citizen. He's like, yeah, but I mean, where's your name from? I was like, um, <laughs> well, it's Arabic. And he's like, oh, okay, so you do have the right to work here. And I was like, yeah. It kind of made me feel bad. It's just, you know, not very nice to feel like, <laughs> you know, people are questioning your right to be here and your right to work. I think when they're looking through forms, potentially, they might just see an unusual name and think, oh, right, it could put them off. At the moment, I'm feeling pretty disheartened by the whole thing. I don't really know where I'm going, to be honest. I've just got to a stage where I'm not sure how much more rejection I can take. And I'm considering the option of going abroad to work because at the moment, it's really not going anywhere, like I said. And how useful did you find the Guardian Careers website? I found it quite useful because I'm quite isolated because I had to move back home after university and I don't really have any social circle around here but on the Guardian forum I've been able to you know share my situation with other people and see that there are you know people in a similar situation which has been useful and obviously the advice that I've I've received and that the people have received has been interesting. That was Coco Bean talking earlier to Kate And if there is anyone listening who is concerned about discrimination at work, we have an excellent legal expert, Philip Landau, uh, who will be able to help if you need it. I'll put details of how to contact him online. And now the chance for you to find your perfect position in just the job. Richard Gracie's joined us in the studio. Hello. Hi there. So what's the hot role this week, Rich? Uh, well, this week we have uh, senior social workers based at um, London Borough of Ealing, which is in West London. This role, which is based in the Children's Directorate, is a role that's combining a person with a strong social care background, combined with a real passion you know, for delivering a better service. The reason I've brought this role to the attention is because social care has had a really particularly negative press over the last year, and I think it's important that uh, the likes of Ealing, which is a leading council, is it readdressing these issues helping people in vulnerable situations with real passionate, committed people. Can you give us some more details, like what the salary is, for example? Yeah, certainly. The salary is thirty-six to £38,000 per year, and the successful candidate will work on complex cases and actively contribute to casework and develop methodology as well, which is across the whole Children's Services Directorate. And if people want to find out more, how can they do that? If they go on to guardianjobs.co.uk, then they can find out more details under the London Borough of Ealing. Thanks very much, Rich. Thank you. Well, that's about it. Just enough time to tell you what's coming up next week, Harry. 
Um, Q&A's next week on November the 18th. We've got the Teachers Who Want to Change Careers with Margaret, which should be really interesting if today's interview is anything to go by. And there's something different about this one, isn't it? Yeah, um, usually we run them one to four, but this one's four till six, and we've done that so it fits in better with teachers' schedules. Okay, great. What else is coming up? Uh, We're talking about events, so organisation and events management on November 19th, and that's really popular in the forum, so we hope that that's a good one. And, uh, oh, MSN, I've got an internship programme open at the moment for two graduates to work within the media portal. One position is uh, creating content solutions and another is on editorial in the entertainment section. So they'll be joining us to talk about that opportunity and it's a good time to introduce yourself to them and say look at yeah, me I'm I really think it's good. going to be a, a, an amazing um, internship I think sounds amazing and it's paid it's paid, paid, it's yeah. paid and that's on November the 20th so check that out too many thanks to our guest Margaret Holwyn our intern Kate Richard Gracie and of course thanks as always to the delightful Kerry thank you Don't forget, you can find out more information on everything we've talked about and more by going to careers.guardian.co.uk. Careers Talk was produced by Kate Taylor. I'm LJ. Thanks for listening.